It's the Persistent and Nasty Podcast at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2023 series. The episodes will be released at various different times, so make sure that you have subscribed so you get notified when a new episode has dropped. We have some amazing guests coming up for you and I know that you won't want to miss them. They will be everything from circus performers to theatre makers to singers to spoken word poets and we can't wait to share all of them with you. Remember, if you are taking part in the Edinburgh Festival Fringe or you are just going for a visit, remember your rain jacket, your comfy shoes and a pair of shorts because you never know the weather that you're going to get in Edinburgh. But what you are guaranteed is some incredible pieces of theatre. Enjoy the episode and remember... Stay nasty. Hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast, Edinburgh Festival Fringe Series 2023. Elaine here, I hope that you're all doing really well, being kind to yourself, looking after yourself and being kind to each other and if you are at the Edinburgh Festival, I hope that your final week is going really well and that you're still feeling all right and uh you know this is the home stretch you're nearly there well done just huge well done to everybody who's been involved in the festival it is such a an incredible moment uh, in the year and uh, the energy to sustain from the beginning to the end of august really is it's a lot so no matter what no matter how you're feeling right now, you're nearly there and you've you've done it and you shared your art with the world. How incredible is that? But also I hope that you're having fun and still enjoying every moment of it. Today I chat with the two performers from Six Chick Flicks, KK Apple and Kerry Ipema. And we talk, oh my goodness, we talk so much. We talk about the show, we talk about the parodying of the said Six Chick Flicks that are in it. We talk about... Um, being in New York and being a working actor, finding your way, the patriarchy, uh, <laughs> true crime. Um, Kerry has her own true crime podcast, Truly Darkly Creeply, um, which is available on all podcast platforms. So you should definitely check that out. But for those of you in Edinburgh and who can get to the festival, you can go and see Six Chick Flicks, which I saw and I thought was brilliant. I laughed so much and also it's just so brilliantly done. There are a few nuggets, little golden nuggets and little hints in today's episode of what you will expect in the show. So if you haven't seen it yet, maybe you want to just skip those little sections so you don't ruin anything. But if you have seen it, then you'll know exactly the moments that we're talking about. Six Chick Flicks is on at uh, Underbelly at Bristol Square in Ermintrude, and it is 8.25pm every night until the 28th of August, which we, as I say, we are in the last week, so you don't have long to get there. If you can, get yourself a ticket to this show. It's so much fun and you won't regret it. 
All details for Sex Chick Flicks are in the show notes of today's episode. If you want to support the work that we do, we as in Persistent and Nasty, you can become a Persistent Pal or a Nasty Hero. The links for that are also in the show notes of today's episode. If you can't financially support us right now, which we completely understand, we know how difficult things are for everyone, um, you can support us by shouting about us on social media, sharing the podcast episodes, downloading the podcast episodes, that makes a huge difference reviewing each episode even leaving a wee comment would be amazing it really helps with the old algorithm and get all of our incredible guests heard by as many people as possible also by shouting about us on social media it brings more awareness to the work that we do and in particular the advocacy work that we do and that is really really important for those of you who are a persistent pal and a nasty hero or who have ever donated the price of a cup of tea or coffee to us we are so grateful eternally grateful and you keep louise and i going and i know that sounds cliched but cliches are cliches for a reason and it is absolutely true so thank you thank you thank you you can follow us on social media Twitter at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty. Send us an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com. You can also check out our website www.persistentandnasty.co.uk where you will find incredible blogs that have been written by amazing artists, some who are at the festival, some who are not. So check all of them out. They are really brilliant reads. And you can also follow Louise and I on social media. Louise is at Ms. Louise Oliver on both Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Elaine Stirrett on Twitter and at Elaine.Stirrett on Instagram. And I do have threads, but I keep forgetting to use it. Oh, for today's episode. Oh, something fun. Um, we were actually all drinking tea, which, you know, I love a cup of tea. Um, but... Uh, KK and Kerry had a lemongrass and ginger tea, which smelled amazing. I would say maybe something with a maybe like a pina colada that's got like a bit of pineapple and a cherry in it. That feels fun and fruity. Um, maybe oh, well, maybe a fruity cider or um, maybe a lovely soft drink of some kind or a. Caramel latte? Again, not a coffee drinker, don't judge me. <laughs> but you know, as always, you can always just have a good old cup of tea. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. As evidenced in Barbie, <laughs> which I fucking loved. <laughs> we what saw it together movie. in Canada when we were on, we were doing another festival this summer, and it was just the most incredible thing to walk in, and the theater was covered in pink. Love. Everyone was dressed up. I love it. People were like out to see it. It was such a fun, like cinematic movie experience. Yeah, it, it felt it felt really fun. And there was this moment, and I don't want to spoil this for your listeners, but there's a moment where they talk about depressed Barbie. And yeah. How she watches like all the BBC Pride and Prejudice. That had and me I, howling. Can I, was... I tell you, literally that day I was talking to Kate and I was like, yeah, I've been feeling really anxious, kind of depressed. I, long story, I've been, you know, a little bit rootless without a home at the moment and uh i was like yeah i just watched a lot of jane austen and she's like which one i was like bbc pride of bridge so that <laughs> i felt so seen in a way mm-hmm. that i yeah. was i felt very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> it Greta Gerwig not, says. not alone <laughs> go with that i was not alone but i thought hey Greta girl i'm right there with yeah. you my friend yeah I'm right there with yeah. you. 
Yeah. Um, I am here with Kerry and KK from Six Chick Flicks. I obviously saw the show last week and freaking loved it. Uh, I have been telling everybody to come and see it. Like, I am like, I think I might be your own personal cheerleader. Um, thank you for flying for free. You're so welcome. <laughs> yeah. You are so welcome. <laughs> um, but before we chat about Six Chick Flicks, um, let's hear about both of you, how you got into the industry, your pathway, all of that, because you're not just actors, you're really brilliant comedians and dancers and singers <laughs> and all of the above. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, there's no right one path. You want to go? Um, yeah, the path is forever winding. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, path. I'm still figuring I'm on out that path. the path, baby. I, let's see, I grew up as like a theater kid and a dancer, but I didn't go to university for that. I went to university for international studies. Ooh. And while I was there, I discovered sketch comedy and that kind of like started my veering down comedy path. And then I really really dug in in new york city at the upright citizens brigade theater so that's where i trained and met carrie at an improv practice group together one of those you know good old meet cutes of meeting and at a you know crappy improv uh, rehearsal like somewhere a very immediate clicking of like i like their work yeah yeah <laughs> so that was good to like kind of see each other and keep track of each other as we were both doing kind of uh, different things in comedy and theater world. I continue to be mostly in comedy, doing sketch and improv and yeah. then teaching and performing a lot. And then here we are doing this show together. Here we are doing this show yeah. together. Um, mine, I, I grew up as a dancer and a singer. And when I went to, when I was deciding to go to university, I figured I wanted to do musical theater because I wanted to do it all still. And I went to Indiana University for musical theater. And when I moved to New York, I was an auditioning actor um, and all that good stuff. And then um, I auditioned for this show called Post Secret. Do you know the website Post Secret? No. It's a very cool website. <clears throat> it's a website. Someone's on the phone and I love it. I know. Welcome to the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, last week we had an episode going and um, somebody was making a cocktail in a bar. Ooh. And then it smashed. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, hopefully here it's it patriarchy here it is. Yeah, there exactly. That, that ding-ding-dong glass effect. ceiling. Yeah. Um, so I I ended up working with a friend of mine, TJ Daw, and he, you know, I, I let me go back a little bit. So I went to school for musical theater and I became an auditioning actor is sort of like what I was doing. And then a friend of mine reached out and asked if I wanted to write a show called One Woman Sex in the City um, and perform it. And I had never written anything or done a one-woman show. And I stupidly said yes, and um, that's led me into the path of writing and performing. And um, obviously, during that time, I did UCB, and that's where I met KK. Um, and then I also do podcasts now. So I I do a true crime podcast. You do not I do. do. Oh my do. god, <laughs> it's I very, am obsessed with true crime. It's very yeah. brand uh, for me. Uh, but it's yeah, I do a show called Truly Darkly Creepily, but. We while doing that, we've been building six chick flicks since 2019, and it's just been truly so wonderful to feel it grow organically and for it to connect to people, which has been really remarkable. Great, I'm just giving evils to the man talking really loudly in the corner, like the whole place doesn't need to know your business name. They um, should, he should want to listen to our podcast, I know, not right? us to his. Anyway, you know, we live in New York, and it's one of those things where on the subway, I'm so sensitive 
to um, sound pollution. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like for me, even like in a car talking on the phone, and if we're going to like take a page, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to talk louder in this podcast to go, you know what? I guess we can all coexist and speak with our full voices absolutely we absolutely can i'll just get lighter and lighter too oh warm up those muscles yeah <laughs> yes. yes so yes, we're gonna yes. do a show later so yes. let's yes. Uh, start the warm up now. now do it now yes, yes, yes. so 2019 you started yeah yeah so we first did this together. show at uh the winnipeg fringe festival in canada and we did that was like our first i don't know seven show run of it where we were developing it for an audience and then um, there was a slight pause in the universe for a oh, couple yeah. of years. Oh, yeah. Disclosed yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last summer, we kind of brought it back to okay. take on tour to other fringe festivals. So this is really like the third summer we've been doing the doing show. show. But what was so incredible and, and amazing and really humbling was, was coming back to this show after the pandemic. I don't know your experience of mm-hmm. coming back. Like, this was the first show of really... Yeah doing after sort of being in lockdown I think coming back to the show has felt so so joyful and so fun in that I think our show is meant for people to come and laugh and have a good time Mm. think a little bit but it's it's a it's a way to access our emotions through laughter yeah right and I and I think coming out of a pandemic which felt so hard and was so difficult for a lot of people to bring a show that's full of joy has been really rewarding um, yeah. and really incredible to experience. Yeah, just like, so, especially when we're out flyering, because here at the Fringe, it's yeah. all about flyering. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly so nice to be able to like, hey, you love chick flicks. Do you want to come, <laughs> come have a show? good old time with yeah. us? Great. That's yeah. what our show's about. And then we get to like slide some uh, more thoughtful the thoughts <laughs> underneath that you definitely do <laughs> but it's leading with like the fun and joy and silliness of, of yeah. beloved chick flick movies which is yeah what we love and that's i mean and that's the kind of work that i love to do because i think and i think when you see brilliant comedians that have come before us it's it's a way to sort of access it's a way to introduce ideas and thoughts that maybe people aren't open to hearing otherwise. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's that, it's that feeling of allowing for laughter to break down the walls yeah. and to get in there with some, you know, thoughts or ideas that maybe people might not have considered otherwise. Mm. I think you do really well. I think, um, cause you've got the sense of fun and comedy with it. Um, and also just, you get to show off your talent, which is, gorgeous <laughs> like yes more of that for the ladies please um but I like but you do hit some really beautiful moments in it and I know I said to you drunkenly the other day when oh, I was like at our event, drunken, drunken but drunken truthful it was absolutely truthful like when I said about and I don't want to spoil it for anybody but there's a moment um where you pause and you shift it and it does there's a, a serious element to the conversation that you're having with the audience mm. and when I was in a week ago, it really, I could feel like the shift in the room and you had everybody on site, even the people that weren't sure where you were going with it, <laughs> because you can feel them. Like I think like as a performer and someone as a performer watching other performers, you can feel how the audience is shifting and changing and um, they were with you mm. and they absolutely were with you. And then when you, you then brought it back beautifully, which I thought was like so well done. And it's a real skill to do. 
and I just uh, yeah I just want everybody to go and see it and see what I'm talking about <laughs> so we can have the chat yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. really good I mean yeah it's been so fun doing this show at many different festivals in North America and doing it in our in New York where we live which has like one very kind of intellectual side and then at bigger festivals when it's more of a cross-section of people and like seeing where the more political stuff ends up lying and how people feel about it and we've even gotten warned sometimes about um, like we were performing some shows in Florida and some folks were like, ooh, watch okay. out what you say there. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, we, I think we feel pretty confident with like feeling out the audience and yeah. knowing kind of like when to listen and when to push or not push, but just like see how hard, how hard we are. can go yeah. into that sort of. But the cool thing is that even in Florida, which has some really wild politics right now in mm -hmm. the U.S., there's such a vocal group of people that are the ones who are like, we feel like we're not being heard here. Yeah. We feel like yeah. we're not being represented. And those people are like really so loving it. Which I is found, yeah. I did a show called One Woman Sex in the City, which toured all over the US. We had political elements in it as well, because how can you not? We're talking yeah. about women and sex and where does that sit? And we found when we were touring, we would go to these red states or these Tory states or Republican states. And sometimes we'd get the biggest responses of relief because there are these blue pockets or these liberal pockets within there that don't feel heard or seen. And so, you know, when people were saying, you know, we're a little worried about you doing the abortion stuff in mm -hmm. Florida, I think we're also not realizing that 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 80 percent, I think, of, um, of Americans believe that women should have the right to yes. choose. And that's who we're speaking to. And frankly, I just don't know if a lot, a lot of evangelical right is going to come to a show called Six Chick Flicks. But that might be, that's, you know, who knows? Who actually knows? But to your point about how we are able to like switch, um, what's been so incredible about this show is it's such a collaboration um, mm -hmm. between us and our writing partner, TJ Daw, that I think what's been great is working on the show. We haven't done the show a hundred times yet. We're going to get a hundred, I think, after this festival. But we have such faith in, I think, one another as performers mm -hmm. and also in the show where we're able to break and then come back because we know where the show is going to yeah. go. And we, we trust the show mm -hmm. that the audience is going to get back there. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I, between me and you, it's like, after we do this abortion moment, we have like a penis puppetry moment and a vulva puppetry moment, which is just like, it's you know, brilliant. it's, but it's like that, if you can't get on board at the silliness of that after, yeah. you're not going to get on board for any of it. And so, la -di da see you later. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. We have um, built into the show. We have these moments where we're just talking as ourselves to the audience, which is really fun to play with and fun to see where that goes. And we do have a longer version of the show where we do even more of that. So it's been also fun here at the fringe when you only have 60 minutes yeah. that we're like really moving at a fast, fast pace and try to see what we can get in there uh, before <laughs> our 59 minutes is up. <laughs> yeah. And then get off the stage. Yeah. I mean, get the get hell out of there. Get all our props yeah. out of Dodge. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny. Apparently we found out yesterday and I don't know if we can include this. We found out yesterday that is it tonight? I think it's tonight that there's someone after us is going to be like billed as a right wing uh, comedian, which is I think it's Saturday of, night. Is it Saturday? I think tonight, I think, oh. I don't know who it is, Sometime. but Northfolk, Eric Northfolk or something. I don't know. Anyway, who, we don't need to say his name. Bleep that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's really, 
you know, it is a kind of a funny thing to be like warming up that space for for that for, for that. that, but also well, like the energy that we're going to leave. I do feel like is going to linger. Yeah, I do think it's and I think stay. that's also such a great thing about festivals yeah. and or fringe in general is like seeing maybe what these audiences overlap or don't, or like yeah. them see, seeing an audience come out and being like, Ooh, what show did they see? They all look yeah. absolutely happy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should check that out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fine. So I was like, this is great. <laughs> I'm really happy. Yay. And before we kind of cover all the other stuff in the show, like and how you obviously wrote it together and the different kind of elements of it as a quick rundown of what people can expect. I think there'd be a really great point for our listeners to hear the kind of life of a working performer in New York mm-hmm. and how that maybe doesn't differ as much as we fully think it would totally. from here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who yeah. either of you want to take it. I mean, um, we both have survival jobs, day jobs. Although this month I have been really not (laughs) present for doing that job. (laughs) I gotta tell you. No bosses listen to this podcast. Please, I am so sorry. Take me back. I feel like I'm just a girl standing in front of a corporate job asking to give me the month of August off. (laughs) Let me do my little show. Let me do my show. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do I have a survival job that I've had for eight years and it's totally remote, which is it was cool before the pandemic. Yeah. Which has been great and that sort of like helped me through. But the last year I had, this is a longer story, but um I have a true crime podcast called Truly Darkly Creepily. But the last promo, year, promo, 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 promo. But the last year I actually worked for A&E Lifetime. Uh they brought us on to host uh, me and my co-host Quinn. Um, to co-host a podcast called Crime of a Lifetime. And this June, I found out that they shut down the audio department. So, which was a real bummer. But you know what? The nice thing, again, of like being a working actor is we juggle. Yeah. We have so many different um, things that we're doing. There are so many balls in the air. So when one ball drops or one thing you lose, you know, not from your own, you know, that it's not in control, that you're not in control of, um, you know, the nice thing is it's like, okay, we're going to keep going and we get to do six chick flicks and I had something to look forward to. But in New York, it's, I think, about juggling and just making it all work. You're just making it work mind. with whatever whatever you can pick up kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, saying yes and to, to a lot of things. yes to too many things. <laughs> so interesting, right? The yes and thing. Because I'm so, so similar here. Everybody's mm. got their... Um, you know, their hustle job of, yeah. of possibly many, like at least yeah. like one or two, but that yes and thing, we're, so, we're taught that so much as actors and performers, like it's yes and yes, the next job, yes, this, this, mm. But we also persistent enough to do loads of advocacy work mm. and how yeah. that is so ingrained in us that then when we get ourselves into situations that that yes and is like, I can't say anything because the yeah. next job and all of that. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting that it's like across the board. Yeah the yes and thing when actually I think we need to say yes and maybe but not mm. well, or, yes and or no, or no is a yeah. full sentence no right is sentence. no yeah. is an absolute full sentence and that's something that I think you know is a really hard thing because it's ingrained in us to be ingratiating mm. and to say yes and to be accommodating mm, and to and to you know not make anyone uncomfortable and to mm. make every make sure everybody feels happy yeah. even if it's at the detriment of you even yeah. if it's at the consequence of your emotional health and so that is something that, like, I am trying to unlearn, but that is a process. That is not something that comes easy. Yeah, I mean, the hustle, the kind of hustle culture of New York is 
so intense and the rent is so high (laughs) that everyone is like hustling however many jobs to try to try to make rent and then also try to make your art and (laughs) right so yeah there's absolutely no really there's not a lot of public funding in the states for art um I'm also a filmmaker and I was lucky to get a grant for a film this year and that was like incredible that was huge um but then also it's interesting because uh, the film industry tv and film industry in the states is like some having some <laughs> some stuff is happening over there too so it's weird that right now i'm like i don't think i'd ever say that um theater pays better than film or tv <laughs> but literally this month it is <laughs> Yeah. 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 But at the same point in time, we're sitting here like, you know, rent is so high in New York. But I got to tell you, rent in Edinburgh for the month ain't cheap either. The fringe it's rent. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's really wild. It's really yeah. weird that we're looking to bring it up. And some serious conversations need to be had with mm. like, Scottish government and Edinburgh Council um, about capping stuff because what is going to end up happening is we're going to lose a whole bunch of artists who can't afford to come here. The accessibility of it is yeah. so, I mean, when KK and I decided to do this, I mean, we, we put money up ourselves and said, okay, we're, yeah. we have to be okay losing this. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's a, it's a big risk. It's, it's a big risk. risk for artists. And I mean, I'm sure it is for folks from around the UK and definitely for us coming from out of the country and like the, the flights and the accommodation is, Ooh, it's a big old chunk. Yeah. But we have, I mean, but we have survival jobs and we have jobs that have allowed us to put that money forth where it's like there are so many brilliant artists in the States who don't have access to that. And so it's like, how do we, how, how do you make it so that people can come and share their incredible work yeah. with a new community like this? And like, you know, yeah, I there's definitely that conversation, conversation among artists because it seems like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. The, the fringe definitely had a different kind of um, flavor. Yeah. And it, and now, like, as it continues to get more commercial, which I think everything has its has its pros and cons. Okay. And um, but, you know, the, not everyone's here with their team of like agents, mm-hmm. managers and producers, et cetera. Yeah. And I, I'm so I feel so grateful to have KK here with me, like to do the show on stage with you, but also to travel with you like being a part of a duo in a show has been so wonderful um and i but i think we've tried to adopt some like solo performers because that can feel so isolating and that can feel really hard and you know it's hard to find your community when you're not you know yeah mm-hmm. when you're not home and so that's been i just because i i came here as a solo performer five years ago doing one woman sex in the city and i had which louise still by the way loved yeah. oh my god <laughs> that's yeah. so amazing she's kind of mad that she's not here <laughs> she unfortunately she had another show booked with her brother and she's like oh kind of dumb Let's don't dump your brother. Louise and I will hang out. We'll hang out. Don't worry. The 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 month is still young. We still got ten days. We still got ten days. We are so good. We do need more buttons, but or badges, but we're so good. Um, but like you know, and I had a boyfriend with me at the time, um, and I had a producer, Mm -hmm. and so I had people around me, but it still felt isolating and lonely because when you're up on stage and you're getting reviews, it's all so personal. It's all so. Um, it's also vulnerable. So I mm-hmm. think having, you know, being able to be here with someone is truly incredible. That's a really great point. And I think it's something that you know, um, you both came to our networking event on Wednesday. Oh, thank we you so much for having that. You're so welcome. Yeah. We kind of call it a networking event. It's more of a, 
are we all doing? Yes. Kind of, there's that sense of community, community. and just a, a bit of support. Yeah. And security comes with that. So, yeah. yeah. But like even meeting other solo performers that just started, because it was last week, so it was the middle of the festival. Yeah. We met two artists that just opened their shows. And I, I, I just, I am so in awe of people doing their shows yeah. and I'm so proud of everyone. I don't mean that to sound yeah. as patronizing, but We're like it's a doing huge it. endeavor to do, it's to massive. put yourself out there. And so it should be lauded and applauded. And, and it was really cool to meet people coming in halfway through where we were like, we're two weeks <laughs> in, you know, or like the, you know, scruffy, you know, war-torn yeah. um, performers hanging, yeah. hanging out, yeah, yeah, just like yeah, a yeah. whiskey, a drama whiskey. Yeah, if I could tell you every if story. I could tell you every audience is... member, every mm. person that walked out to have a pee. Uh, and so... <laughs> quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an interesting rest. math to do in the middle of the show to watch somebody leave and be like, are they coming back? My favorite part last week was the people walking down the stairs, but like trying to make themselves. <laughs> yeah, small, very small. And then they came back. They and came back. And also, there's yeah. actually somebody almost on their hands and knees crawling up the stairs. Yeah, I mean, we're like, in a fringe venue. There's not a lot of doors to exit. No. We see when you're we going see. to the bathroom. And it's that thing in the middle of the show where you go, do I call it out? Because you don't want to make them uncomfortable. You also yeah. don't want to stop the action. Yeah. Also, we only have an hour. We don't got time. Yeah. Don't there's got no time. time. There's somebody else waiting. There's somebody else yeah. waiting. We got to go. So it's, you know, I think that has been, um, what was I saying? Don't we were talking about community. Yeah. yeah. The no, I, it's but it's cool to see people starting their run and really it excited is. and really looking forward to the beginning and getting reviews and it's just mm -hmm. very cool. I think I agree. I think it's so important. You need to celebrate that. Even if you're only getting like two people into your show, that's amazing. Like the average um, festival audience is four people. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, but just remember you're doing your art and you love yes. it. Yes. And that's and the, the right that's people what we're here for and the yeah. right people that are meant to see it yeah, will see yeah. it. Yeah. And that's, but that's really, it's, really it's so hard. hard. Well, it's also like, and I think we get into this place as artists in general of just like comparing oneself to another. And mm -hmm. that's something that I know I've fallen into that trap and, and it, and I've it never, never, you've never kicked no, it. Wow. Never. You You're never. so, <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've thought about another so artist I've, ever. I've, I've never, <laughs> cause I'm an egomaniac. <laughs> I've never looked at Instagram and thought, wow, you wow, know they're doing, wow, they're doing, they're doing, yeah. they're doing great. <laughs> well, I think that's why, I mean, that conversation about community is so important and being here, this is such a, this is my first time at Edinburgh Fringe and it's such a widespread, far flung festival yeah. and finding any of those tastes of community spaces is so nice because that's, I mean, that's also what we're here for is to like, you know, get fed by other people yes. being their full creative, amazing yeah. selves and seeing shows and meeting those performers after. And um, I think this festival feels a little bit hard for like finding those spaces. Um, and we've luck we've been lucky to connect with like other folks from New York or from the States or just like people who shows that we loved. Um, but yeah, really appreciate like creating space, creating those no, spaces, creating too. those spaces. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really and, helpful. And I think too, is like, you know, we talk about patriarchy or whatever. It's like that feeling of scarcity, that scarcity mm -hmm. mentality that it's like, if somebody else is doing well, that means they're taking something away from me. And that's something that like, I think it's a very natural thing to feel. Mm -hmm. And it's something to actively work against, which yeah. is to say there is enough 
space Absolutely. for everyone. Mm -hmm. There is enough audiences for everyone. And just because they're seeing your show, it doesn't mean that they're not going to come see mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and but I, that's hard when you're like really hard. out yeah. handing, trying to hand a flyer to oh someone and they say it's no like to you. So <laughs> it's it was, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm really glad that we have had the experience of flyering at other festivals. And it it is very interesting, um, yeah, coming directly from like a Canadian festival where people will, <laughs> they take, will take any flyer. anything you hand them. And in New York, not a chance. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely and, not. And Edinburgh is kind of like a beautiful middle where yeah. people might take it. Might It's like, the, it's a little bit of a marriage of the two. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it feels like. It feels really good when you find when you're flying someone yeah. that you feel like you actually connect to and they're like, oh, I would love to see this. Yeah. And that kind of like helps drown out the people that are like, no, nah. or <laughs> the people that d don't even speak back to you, which. That is the one thing I would say to anybody listening. Like literally, you do not need to ignore people. You can just say, you can no, just thank say you. no, thank you. Keep going. Just I say know. no, thank you. Oh my God, to be ignored is when you're it's so dehumanizing yeah. hi there please come and see this show that yeah. i made and i you know put my entire life just standing here <laughs> naked in front of you yeah, yeah. Well, um, but yeah and um, listen i believe in a consent moment i say can i can i tell you about my show yeah. and sometimes say no thank you and okay and you move on yeah as long as say no thank you great but sometimes people look at you like why are you what's going on and you're like do i start or do i not i don't know how much of enthusiastic consent i need to tell you about my also, show yeah surprise surprise was it coming at you is it, yeah and like, um, but let's talk about sex check clicks what can our audiences expect when they come to see mm. oh i think our hope is like joy laughter and sort of taking a look at these comfort watches that we've all seen we all know we all love and you know poking fun at them for sort of the ridiculous standards that yeah. they've set but also like with a lot of love celebrating the like iconic moments characters montages that you love and that you like go back for and then also being like hey what is up what is up with that this thing um because there's a lot of that and we also we love to talk about like what is a chick flick and why are people, why do people love them? And some people hate them. And it's been really fun to see audiences here with mixed gender audiences. Like a lot of partnered men will I'm come up and it. be I'm like, my wife it. dragged me here and I actually loved it. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, wow. dude, yeah. welcome. Wow. What a novel thing. Women are funny. Yeah. Um, well, I'm so <laughs> Can you curious. Believe it? I'm so curious to you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but sure. I'm so curious. What would you consider a chick flick? Like a definition of a chick flick? What does that come to? Because we ask this of a lot of folks. So just to this see. is a really interesting question because it is like a love story at its mm. heart. Unfortunately, a heterosexual one is mm -hmm. usually where everyone will go. Bring me the queer love story. Mm -hmm. Here for that, but yes, please. And um, bring me that. Um, and will they, won't they? Yeah. Willie, when they all oh, bit of a bit of like, oh no, have they got injured? Oh God, are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah. are, they are they going to get out together? Mm. Um, and a classic danger. Ooh, ooh, I love that. That is a really good. If you think about all of the ones that you do, there's some kind have, of iconic, some kind of iconic song from mm -hmm. it. That is so funny. I that is not a definition I've ever heard and I love it like yeah. that's but again it's such a it's such a changing um definition to each person like mm. for me the idea of a chick flick is sort of a, a a term of what is the opposite of endearment a term of 
derision. It's yeah, like, it's a dru- it's, derogatory. It's a, it feels like calling something a chick flick is something that like, ugh, oh, I yeah, would never go see a chick like, flick. And it's like yeah. said typically by men, yeah, by my yeah. cinephiles. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I think usually when I think of a chick flick, it's something that a straight man would be like embarrassed to yeah. see yeah. by himself in a movie theater. And so I think with our show, it's a little bit of reclaiming that and going, mm-hmm. there is value in all of these chick flicks. Yeah. Are they insane? Are there moments mm-hmm. where that give us pause and go, Come on. Come on. There was enough room on the door. There was enough, there was enough room on the room. door. But also like, you know, and but they they I anytime they are on TV, I will put them on in the background. Yeah. And they mm. do provide comfort and recognition. And I think too is there's always a woman at the center of the story. And so, so these chick flicks, this derogatory term of what is a chick or what chick flicks are, mm. I think a lot of women see themselves in them. And I think yeah. in in cinema specifically, like it's sometimes really hard to see ourselves reflected accurately back at us and while I certainly am not going to say that pretty woman is an accurate depiction (laughs) of any woman's experience um it does feed us in some way and so it's been really fun to explore that yeah let's just dig in and be like why are these so so yeah beloved and why are we so charmed I also think there is something about them just like as we're talking and I'm kind of thinking like what would I have done they are a film that I can watch with my mum yeah and my sister yeah and that all of us can enjoy and we're very different tastes like my mum and my sister love like cream and cheesy Hallmark shit. That is that is hard. That's a hard watch for me. I can't. I can't. can't. It's really hard. Listen, people go and make their money and listen. You get that bag. You get that bag. I Uh and I respect it. Again, all art is. I do believe all art is valid because someone is going out there and making something. Is it my taste? no, maybe not. Yeah. No, but my, yeah. you know, my mum's a nurse, and for her, it's like she doesn't oh. need to think about it when she comes home. And it's always lovely. That's beautiful. And it always, oh. it always works out. out. It always yeah. works out, and she can just decompress. So I've learned to kind of go, that's totally cool. Yeah. But like, Pretty Women, Dirty Dancing, Titanic, I can sit and watch that with my mum mm. and yeah. my sister. Mm-hmm. And, you and can, we can, and even now yeah. as a grown up, I could go home. And I could curry in, as we say in Scotland, and have a wee cuddle with my mum. Yeah. And we can just watch it. Aww. I love so, that. And even That's though I'm looking at it going, fucking patriarchy, misogyny's running through. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it still it still feeds us in some yeah. way, and so I think like I think that's an interesting conversation too of like these movies that we love, but have they taught us you know mm. not necessarily truths about yeah. ourselves? And yeah, weirdly Hollywood doesn't have <laughs> the best politics. Weirdly, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I love his not no and it always ends like you know when they get together and you don't see like i we you know in our longer version of the show there's a little bit more of a conversation of like in pretty woman like really like what would happen after after richard or after you know edward and vivian get together in pretty woman no fights like they just make it everything is hunky-dory and fine like it's actually totally fine but i think that you know swelling of romance is also like so fun to watch mm-hmm. and it does make me feel things i mean and it's give totally it to me. ingrained in us like, yes it's so ingrained in us even in yeah. society and it's like you know we're escapism and all of that and like if you're the kind of like kind of like i was a big fan of black and white movies as a kid so mm. i used to watch them with my granny so you know like and then when we start to work towards like i just i loved an affair to remember uh. like adored and then i went back and watched it and i was like oh Ooh. my god oh, oh actually yeah. no, no yeah so Sexist. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. yeah, but yeah. 
But wow. yeah, but it did feed you it, in some way yeah. at the time. Yeah. What is your favorite chick flick? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I because I'm telling you, I can't. We're I don't we're know. figuring I out of like what know. show in our longer show, which is really fun, is we ask the audience their favorite chick flicks, and then we do like a brief improvisation of it on yeah. stage, which is so fun, which is very fun. But yeah, so we been, get to hear some like common threads from so audiences. Technically, class is a chick. It is. is. If, it, if it's it you, is. if it's I you, is. I love. Practical Magic. <gasps> oh, yeah. I just, yeah. we watched that together. An excellent film. It, uh-huh. is, it combines it all. Yeah. We have like Stalker Channing, right? Yeah. Is oh, Stalker Channing is one of the ants. Sandra yeah. Bullock. Sandra yeah. Bullock, Diane Nicole. Diane Weiss, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, I do love that. I'm That's dying. An okay, so. Because it's got witchcraft and it's got love in it. Yes. Um, but it's actually about the lovely sisters. Yes. Which I love because I think we need yeah. something and to be family. Uh, what is Rome? What is, what love? is the, what is the, what is the love? Yeah. 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 Oh my God, I have to tell you, this is totally up and you feel free to cut this. But under oh, no, um, no, no, no. and, uh, and, and my podcast, Truly Darkly Creepily. I love it. It was many always. Things you said, okay. And the podcast is called. Truly Darkly Creepily. <laughs> no, uh, but because I Because you know I'm like. Because I have to tell you though. like. Uh, we do <laughs> we do like um we do uh whatchamacallit we do ghost stories true crime paranormal we do all we do it all and my goal was always to trick my co-host into basically telling her the plot of a movie if it's as if it's a real case and i did practical magic and i got her <laughs> i love it which was like oh it was very fun it. so that's why it so makes me one really sister hard. accidentally murdered so there's like witches there's witches in this family it's wild and mm-hmm. she kind of was like what what's going on <laughs> So it's like a, that makes me laugh so, so hard. Good. So, so you much. saying that made me really, so really good. happy. What's and your, we watched it together. What's your favorite out of the sex? I'm not going to ask oh. you. Can you pick? Yeah. Um, I have a I have a favorite. I think my I think one of my favorite say. movies of all time is Clueless. Mm. And incredible. I think that is actually a um, a chick flick that has possibly crossed over into regular comedy film. More mainstream, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's I think it's an excellent Again, movie. Absolute classic favorite, and then yeah. we watched it. And went, oh wow, I'm just gonna ignore all the problematic stuff. <laughs> yeah, like nineties. Yeah, no, that's yeah. actually and that's, also yeah, based on a Jane Austen. We yes, love Jane Banger, Austen. Here. So, yeah, family. Yeah. Um, the favorite of my movie of the movies that we do in our show oh. is Dirty Dancing. Oh. Um, and I and classic. I say it's a classic movie and you know I know we're like giving a lot of easter eggs but I think part of the reason I love it so much is one it is written by a woman um but also it deals with some real shit and I don't think people realize like um it's amazing how many people I go hey did you know that there's an abortion in Dirty Dancing and people kind of look oh oh yeah there is. And it's this like really cool way that the um, screenwriter, the producers wanted her to take it out of the movie. They wanted her to take out that plot line entirely. And so she put it in so much harder that they couldn't edit it out in post-production. They made, she made it so intrinsic to the plot of the movie. Yeah. And I think that's, what's, that's what you get from women writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, there's a whole class thing going on as well in Dirty yeah. Dancing, which mm-hmm. is really put it in front of your face and like, mm-hmm. yeah. people don't always notice it. Well, I mean, we talk about it in our show of like, what is the class difference between certain yeah. people? And if you look at every one of our chick flicks, they all are different class. There are different socioeconomic classes, mm-hmm. which There's is some something... kind of class differential that yeah. is like some dramatic tension that ends up happening in a very Romeo and Juliet kind yeah. of and I'm way. So curious <laughs> if that's another tenet of a chick flick, like mm-hmm. clueless that exists, mm-hmm. um, practical magic, not so much. 
Is there is there like a so I mean there's like witches if we count that as being I mean, rich and sociopathic. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they are ostracized yeah. for their yeah, powers. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But so like, you know, there is like a little bit of like othering in these. Yeah. yeah. So which yeah. is interesting as well to like sort of spot the consistencies mm -hmm. for each of these chick books. Yeah. Um, I could talk to both of you for so much longer. Same. But um <laughs> I wanna ask you if you could sum up uh, sex chick books in five words what would those five words be Ooh, i'm gonna go joyful silly fun <laughs> is that just synonyms okay I'm yeah i think we're just looking at a thesaurus <laughs> we're just for the word comedy comedy <laughs> um i'm gonna say five words okay um um joyful romp through your Comfort watches. That's, That's six. six words. That's okay, a, we'll it. Yeah. Thank we'll you. Love thank love you. We thank want you. one more because you know what? Take your space. Um, <laughs> six chick flicks is um, something everyone can enjoy. Women. I'm so glad you said it. Mm, it's one thing. Comma women. Because yeah, it's one thing we haven't talked about is about you know that kind of reaction to women being funny quote unquote yeah um, that famous Vanity Fair article of yeah. 2007 it was not long that ago, ago. Oh. Yeah. it's wild how recent that was and women yeah. can be fucking funny <laughs> yeah. trust me um, we haven't also mentioned Venus Onat um, oh my yeah, gosh we, we should, should tell you where to come it's it. actually a mystery and you have to, <laughs> you have to find it's like around. an escape room it's on Katie's podcast <laughs> yeah truly darkly <laughs> truly darkly creepily um could you tell I lost my other podcast I'm like we really need our <laughs> listenership to come back up no uh gotta get some ads gotta get subscribers some ad there. subscribers uh no I our show is our show is at <laughs> underbelly in Bristow Square <laughs> at 825 every night at Ermintrude. Ermintrude yeah. Which is a great, and I have to tell you about Ermintrude. Very comfortable seats. Yes, very comfortable well, hey, seats. Hey, that, it's, it's a converted good. lecture hall, so if you need a little place for your drink, you got yeah, it. Got it. No perfect. folding chairs around. I love the women in front of me who brought in a whole bottle of wine. <gasps> I love that, that too. Our dream. That I is our dream. I love that too. Because yes. yes. we do our best work when you're lubed up. Yes. <laughs> was, that also, was that also the person that fell asleep? <laughs> for a little while during the show because there we, was somebody there was there. one woman in the beginning that made me so happy that she was so enthusiastic I looked at her and she looked back at me with a huge smile holding two thumbs up like go you and, and then, then she like fell asleep halfway through because she was then she, drunk she gave us and she's a standing problems. ovation she, and she looked around and nobody else was, is standing up she's like get up <laughs> she's like gesturing for people to get up and then and then Carrie was like, that was the same person that was asleep she moments was ago. Yeah. She was all going in. She was coming in. She just yeah. needed to close those eyes I, for a few yeah. I loved her so much. I gave her a high five at the end. I think it was like her first or second show, or I think it was her first show or she was great. Or a third show. And uh, I gave her a high five, and apparently people in the theater were like, that's gotta be your mom. <laughs> it wasn't. No relation. No. She could be. I'll, I'll take I'll take it. I'll take mom here. Um before we finish, I we ask our guests one question. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're called Persistent Nasty. Mm -hmm. um, when we formed was kind of on the cusp of Me Too and we wanted to kind of take cultural moments and reclaim some words, both of which mm. happen to be American. Um, yeah. So Elizabeth Warren never really persisted, mm. previous president of yes. uh, yeah. You, yeah. Must not, you <laughs> must not be named. Um, when he called Hillary Clinton a nasty woman yeah. and then we had the beautiful Twitter storm yeah. of hashtag nasty women. So yeah. reclamation of those words that gets used against us mm. as women. Mm -hmm. So when you hear persistent and nasty or you see it written down, what does it make you think? I think 
it makes me feel empowered. I, I, in that, I think it's that reclaiming of those words. It's like, it feels like a safe space to me, mm. this persistent and nasty. And, mm-hmm. and I think what we talked about earlier, which is no is a full sentence. Yeah. And I don't have to be, I mean, and listen, I say this, but I, I am, I'm from the Midwest of, you know, the States. Uh, so we're very nice and accommodating, but like not, I think, I think trying to be, um, more in touch with saying no and more in touch with the idea that I can, I can, I don't have to be nice to everyone who is Mm. not out for my best interest. Yeah. I think also, I mean, I similarly have been socialized as a woman in a very polite Midwestern uh, (laughs) way that is like, um, you know, try to make everything okay. And I think, yeah, persistent and nasty really makes me think about like getting in there and getting your, not being afraid to get your hands dirty and, um, yeah, the persistence of like doggedly going after what you want and what you're, what is, what is good for your community and the people around you and yeah, not being afraid of being, um, labeled all kinds of nasty things. Cause that's actually like, we need to, I think there's very much like, a, especially as a white woman, there's a lot of white feminism. That's like very polite and very like, oh, we want equal pay, la da. And I think yeah, just like getting in there and recognizing what's really going on and and deeply committing and fighting for feminism that includes a lot of folks. Else. Yeah, yeah. is important. Sure as the white feminists bringing along yeah. all of our other yeah. siblings. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you both so much for joining me. It's been thank an you pleasure. so much thank for having so us. Much. Thank you so much. And let's just do full title and remind everybody once more mm-hmm. where they can see so the show is called Six, Six Chick, Chick Flicks or A Legally Blonde Pretty Woman Dirty Danced on the Beaches While Writing a Notebook on the Titanic. You can find us at 825 every night at Underbelly in Bristow Square at Ermintrude. Come see us. Come see us. We'll, we'll have, have a good time. time. And bring a bottle of wine. You know, sure. Throw that in it's there. It's allowed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um, Thank you both so much. You've been an absolute joy. And um, until next time, lovely listeners, stay, stay nasty. nasty. <laughs> Ooh.